Hey folks, my name is Sam Ludwig. And I'm Alana Gibson. This is going to be the first episode of a film discussion show we are calling Kale Your Idols, a new Hollywood podcast. The title is a play on Pauline Kale, the famous film critic of the so-called New Hollywood period of the late 60s through the early 80s. Generally, our plan is to discuss a famous movie, director, actor, or maybe just a prominent trend from this period every episode. But this first episode will not follow format, and instead it's going to be a short preview of the show. We wanted to give a context for the show. Here we're just going to discuss the new Hollywood period and what we know or don't know about it before diving in. Hope you enjoy it. This is exciting. We're going to talk about what you currently know about quote-unquote New Hollywood. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. We decided to record with the door open to have the birds chirping. The kitties are out doing their business. Not poop business, but just doing their kitty affairs. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, just broadly speaking, like, I'll, I can get into specifics in a second, but, like, what do you think this podcast is going to be about? In terms of what I know currently about New Hollywood, the answer is not much. I feel like, I, first of all, I'm excited to get a better handle on what New Hollywood is, even though I suspect I'm not going to like it as much as other people <laughs> do. But I love, I love film, and I love all the different eras of film, so I'm excited to view all those different eras through this particular lens. So I'm just, I, I view it as like a, a way to organize, a particular way to organize film. And there are many ways that you can do it. So I'm just looking forward to revisiting all the things I love about movies in a way that I haven't viewed them before. So that's how I see it. So this is for your benefit. Of course. Why would we do this? <laughs> Why would we do any of this if it wasn't going to benefit me? <laughs> no, I think that's great. Like, I, I think that more podcasts should be just about, like, seeing people do simple acts of kindness and helping people and, and stuff. Wait, but so you're, so, as I suspected, so there's a degree of takedownery in your voice <laughs> that I'm hearing. No, like, I'm going to be really open to it. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, sure. I'm going to, I think that I'll be able to recognize what New Hollywood has done for American cinema. I think that it has had a huge impact in a positive way. I just also think that I'm not going to like a lot of aspects of it that much. So I'm not going to be shy in expressing that. But I don't think I'll be just trying to take it down. Like, I'm not, I think I can give kudos where it's due. Yeah, well, you know, kudos or whatever. I mean, you know, I, I don't even, you don't need to like it. I'm just sort of like, because I also don't want to be in the position of being like the defender of New Hollywood. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like, well, you know, like we're talking about a period of time that is incredibly cliche within the realm of film discussion, I would say. It's kind of just, it's an era that people fixate on a lot, for good reason, but also just because it's just like a sexy story. You have this very wonderful quality of being a person who's actually into film who has this weird lack of frame of reference for New Hollywood, which I feel is pretty unusual in like American film fans, but I might just be thinking of like the podcast film discourse. 
Well, I think one thing for me is that I'm not really an American film fan. Like, when I first really got into cinema, it was always international cinema. I took a lot of, I took, not a lot, I took a couple film classes, but I didn't take them as, like, a film studies student. I took, because I'm not, I don't work in the industry, I don't make films. I took those classes as a language student. So I took some German film classes and some Italian film classes, And that was my first real introduction to the world of film. And also I had some friends who recommended some films to me and they were, you know, like Korean movies and more German and Italian and these international cinema stories. So I came to American cinema pretty late. And it's actually mostly you who's been like pushing American cinema on me because I pushing usually, it on yeah no but but I've been appreciating it I've been appreciating it yeah so it is a weird gap in my knowledge of film um, which I, I contribute to a lack of appreciation for American cinema which I've, I'm starting to appreciate it more and more now but it is weird you mentioned it being a cliche thing and it really is just this foggy period right. that to me I can't really think of what the defining characteristics are even though I'm sure there are some yeah that, that was actually very interesting also. Uh, I had no idea that you, or I guess I should have guessed, but I had no idea that you came to film classes as a language student. I don't think you've ever told me that. I wasn't a film student. No, no, I know, but some people take film classes for fun. I didn't realize that you were taking explicitly, like, this is, I guess I knew that you had taken, like, specific German film classes and stuff, but I guess I kind of always figured there was some kind of, like, precursor of film studies or something like that, which you never took. No. That's what you're saying. Okay, yeah, so that explains it. Because I was going to get into this whole thing of just, so you took all these film classes in college, and they just, like, never talked about New Hollywood. Because that would be, that, that is, like, fascinating to me. And I... It's not like I, the classes never touched American cinema, because right. I had a class that was from Nazi cinema to film noir. So, of course, film noir, you know, that's an American mm. cinema um, But obviously phenomenon. still way before New Hollywood. I guess. <laughs> just mean, okay, well, sorry. No, no, yeah, no. It's, it's for the going. 40s to the 50s, right? Of yes. Noir. Yes. So if I... New Hollywood was in the 70s, then yes, that's a 20 year gap between the two. The thing is, I have a terrible mental this, timeline. This... Actually, cinema is my way to try and improve that because, like, dates just don't stick with me. But when I can attach them to different films and different movements in film, I have a much easier time of understanding the way time progressed in history. So that's another thing I'm excited about because I don't know much about the 70s. Yeah. I'm going to learn about the 70s. Yeah. By the way, I'm very interested in laying on top. I have like all the, you know, you, you get the new layers on your timeline all the time, like when you learn about new things and stuff. And like now I'm interested in layering my Grateful Dead timeline over everything. <laughs> Just uh, because also, you know, like there's like on my mom's birthday, which is a classic Grateful Dead show, May 25th, 1977, was the day that Star Wars came out. Oh, wow. So there is, you know, like, there are all these times, you know. Is that New Hollywood? Yes, of a kind, right. Like, th- that's sort of like the what New Hollywood birthed also, which is the modern blockbuster. But yeah, I actually do want to talk really quick about your understanding of just history. Like, what would you say characterizes, like, the 50s, 60s, and 70s? All right, I'd say the 50s. This is going to be so embarrassing. Look, it's going to make me sound really stupid. You're not stupid. Most people don't have this. This stuff is wild. I mean, like, history is a thing that most people just really don't know about. Like, I I was talking, you know, I'm I'm an actor, so it's not like I deal with the most (laughs) informative people in the world. But, like, I I, I just, 
I was in a rehearsal once, and I couldn't find anybody who knew what year the Civil Wars, or what years the Civil War took place during, which, I don't know, that's pretty basic. I knew another person who didn't know what century World War II happened in. So I just don't feel like this is, I feel like this is a classic thing that people don't have is a sense of history. Okay, I feel like 50s and 60s is going to be a little easier for me just because of watching Mad Men. And honestly, was, that was that's the huge thing that, that really solidifies it in my head. Although I'm still probably wrong about a lot of stuff. So 50s is, okay, World War II already happened. And America came out pretty well from that, where there was an economic boom. And so then you've just got these family units that are doing really well. And you got a 50s housewife, and the dude's just working a lot. And they've got all these, like, shiny appliances. And stuff (laughs) is going pretty well, even though not in terms of equality amongst (laughs) all the different groups in America. But, um, yeah, so that's, like, the 50s in my mind. And then the 60s is, like... Uh, crazy shit starts happening, drugs, <laughs> and uh, just more social consciousness, and yeah, and then 70s, I don't know, like long hair, like big mustaches, <laughs> like the 70s for me, like obviously it's in between the 60s and the 80s, so it just seems like a weird mix of both of those things, but I don't, I can't really say what. How would you characterize the 80s? The 80s is disco. No, that's like, the 70s. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, early early 80s has some dregs of disco, but... Okay, okay, fine. Girls just want to have fun. Sure. <laughs> Big hair. Yeah, the yeah, breakfast yeah, yeah. club. Right. Yes, okay. That kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Neon colors. All right, so the 70s is disco, and yes. the 80s is right. big hair. 70s is nothing but disco, and the yeah. 60s is all nothing but hippies. So that's what I got for you about that. <laughs> that's good. I feel like that's like a sort of a potted history of like, of what most people know the changes in America as being. So like, I don't know, how do you think that those things would like inform film? I think it's not just that those things inform film, but then also film informs people's behavior as well. Uh-huh. So I think it's a two-way street, obviously. Okay, all right. Um, life imitates art, art imitates life, all that type of shit. But... Yeah, I mean, I think I think movies always want to be, like, one step ahead of it. That's a great point. So I'm interested in seeing these filmmakers viewed as this, that next thing and seeing, like, how much that played out and how much it didn't. I kind of want to just take us really quick to, like, the genesis of, like, this idea. Like, when you said you wanted to do this? Because I was surprised, you know what I mean? And, like, pleased and stuff, because I do think that's interesting. What do you think was the kind of thing that, like, the gear that shifted? I just think you mention New Hollywood a lot, and every time you mention it, there's just this fog in my head, like, yeah, New <laughs> Hollywood. It just seems like this phrase that, like, I should know, I should completely understand what essence you're getting at when you mention okay. it, and I just don't. So it's just this gap that's lacking as we watch more and more American film together. Like, I don't want to be in the dark. I just want this gap to be filled, in my knowledge. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, if you know about New Hollywood, too, you'll have an easier time making friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think more more film people will be like, oh, this seems like pretty cool. Good, she knows about New Hollywood. I'm sure. Yeah, right, right. Um, okay, so like, just to really to wrap this up, what do you think New Hollywood is at this? How would you describe it right now? I picture like a lot of like silent men, competently <laughs> doing things in a very like manly way. I don't picture many women. I picture like a lot of advertisement commentary. I don't know. <laughs> you mean like sticking it to the bullshit Madison Avenue guys? 
Is Jaws New Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's yes. like when I think of New Hollywood, I kind of think of Jaws and I think of like him, that, that guy in Jaws just standing there up on the boat, like looking up. Roy Scheider? Yeah. Or Richard Dreyfus? Yeah. I don't know. Whichever one it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. like a famous shot. I don't know why it's famous. So it's just like he, <laughs> his head pops up into the, into the screen and he's like looking. Uh, <laughs> a shark or something. I don't New know. Hollywood. <laughs> New Hollywood. Yeah, it's a guy who's standing there. And there's cloudy skies in the background. And, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. And there's a Coke can crinkled up on sand, mm. that kind of thing. Is it? And it's associated with. Is that when digital film started, or no, is that right afterwards? That's way before digital film. Never mind. <laughs> okay. That part. You flew too close to the sun. There. <laughs> you tried one too many. And just a lot of auteur directors, I think. I don't know how many auteur directors there were before New Hollywood mm. in American cinema. And obviously, there were famous directors, mm. but yeah, that's my impression. Yeah, I mean, not bad. You know, I mean, obviously, I feel like, you know, there is a lot of the essence that you do already get, especially the lack of women. But yeah, you know, obviously, uh, plenty, uh, plenty of filling in of the gaps to be done, and I think it's going to be great. I'm excited. All right, that's our show. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Check us out on social media. Thank you to The Illuminator for our artwork. And remember, guys, we're a new podcast, so if you could leave a comment or just a like, that would really help us out. Thank you. Bye. Good.